For Cybercrime Magazine, I'm Heather Engel. While attending the 2023 Cyber Maryland Conference, sponsored by the Federal Business Council, I spoke with Tony Sager. Tony is well known both for his former role at the National Security Agency and his current role as the Senior Vice President and Chief Evangelist at the Center for Internet Security. I asked him not only for his thoughts on the conference, but what he thinks about the future of cybersecurity and risk management. As a bonus, Tony tells the story of his first time as a keynote speaker at Black Hat. What do you think of the Cyber Maryland Conference so far? I've been a little out of the loop of Cyber Maryland for a couple of years, like we all have been adjusting to uh, unique times. But uh, I was really anxious to come back to it because it's such a neat community gathering. I, you know, I can't walk down the hall without bump, bumping into old friends from government or industry. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, we say it, it's kind of trite but true, but Maryland is kind of ground zero for not only today's cyber world, but in the world that folks like me grew up in in the 70s. So many of the things started around Fort Meade, around the industry that built up around the fort. So it really is a bit of a coming home thing for me to be back in Cyber Maryland. Can you share a standout experience or an insight that you've gained during the conference this time? During this year at Cyber Maryland, I'm hearing a lot of discussion, what I call the intersection of technology, security, and public policy. And this is makes old guard technologists like me a little uncomfortable, but it's the right answer, right? This has gone from who will invent the technology that will save us to how do we sensibly manage this as an economic and social issue, right? What's the role of regulators and lawmakers and insurance industries? And again, it can make us uncomfortable, but that's actually the right place. This is how we as human beings in a society manage risk, right? We don't like wait for perfect solutions in public health or in transportation safety. We manage a lot of complexity through things like building codes and certification of people and regulatory action. And so I think that trend has really shifted over the last few years in a good way. And I think because of the, the role that Maryland plays, the community around, even the university here, right? The School of Public Policy is a good partner of ours. A lot of things come together around this that are both holistic, but I think are also necessary. Are you going to come back next year? And is there anything you'd be looking forward to next year? Well, every year I think is going to be my last year of work. And then there's another reason to keep working. I suspect I'll be back at Cyber Maryland for another year. You know, I'm, I'm at the age that I have to kind of treat every year as possibly my last. And so I'm in the process of sort of thinking through what do I really want to do in 2024? And frankly, Cyber Maryland would, would be on my must attend list. How do events like Cyber Maryland contribute to tackling some of our evolving cybersecurity challenges? When I look at the challenges that we all have in cybersecurity, there's, there's, a, there's a saying I use. Cybersecurity has been around long enough. It's hard to have a unique problem or an original thought. You know, because we're all connected together on the same network, using the same technology, dealing with the same soup of bad things and criminal, you know. And so in any given day, we don't know whether we're going to be the victim or an innocent bystander or a jump point. And so the first thing you need to do when you think about a cybersecurity strategy is go look around for people who are like you, right? Because you can't be the first. It's impossible anymore. Someone is dealing with this. Someone's tackling it. Someone's trying to learn about it. And so easily your first action should be to look around because it's guaranteed that someone else has something to help you and you're likely to have something to help somebody else. So, and you know, we, we sort of got used to in the COVID years doing a lot of this um, online, but frankly, nothing replaces being in person. And there's this drive-by, you know, triggered memory connection that's made just serendipitously as you walk up and down the aisles. There's just nothing that replaces that. So I think that's sort of where I would start. 
What are the most important technologies that the federal government is looking at in cyberspace? Wow, the, the most important from the federal perspective, there's so much energy, and rightfully, on some of the most complex topics, all right? So a few years ago, it was the focus on cloud, right? Migration to the cloud, and how do we manage security problems better? And that, that hasn't gone away. In fact, it's gotten more important. But, you know, I know lots of great minds are focused on things like the what is the, the role of AI in the future of cyber defense, you know, both for broadly for society, but also what does it mean for offense or defense. Rob Joyce addressed a couple of big topics in his keynote here at lunchtime around both AI, but also this, this notion of you know, understanding the attackers, right? You know, I didn't get a chance to ask Rob a question because there were so many great ones, but, but the question while I've been as an NSA alum, I mean, if you watch what they have been doing over the last you know, just small number of years, the volume, the quality of information that they've openly shared with the public, it makes an old alum like me, like, you know, just glow with like how cool that all is. But I also have a sense how complex those issues are, right? What should be released, what shouldn't be released. And Rob and team have done a great job of just being out there in a way that frankly we were not doing in the, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I think when I look at the way that they have operated, right? You see these joint advisories from NSA, CISA, FBI, foreign countries. You know, the way it's worked in the past is like, gee, I have to read all this stuff. Do I trust the NSA guys more than the CISA folks, than the NIST people, than the, that's nuts, right? Why don't those folks get together as they are doing now and put one thing out there so we don't have to confuse, you know, the population with all these complicated issues. And these issues are hard. Uh, you know, I used to run some of those centers back in the day, right? Some of the most incredibly talented, dedicated people you can imagine are producing that content. And who's paying for it? Us taxpayers. So frankly, we should have access to it. So I'm just so amazed to watch the good work that they're doing today. And so I've learned a lot. And uh, it's just, and it gives me great pride as an alum to see that, the, the things that they are doing and the impact that it can have. You know, one of the things, uh, Rob doesn't use the phrase, but, you know, we're used to thinking of this as a national security issue. And it is. But at the end of the day, most defense is local, right? It's individual businesses and people and trade associations. and all, You know, we're, we're trying to defend ourselves, right? We're, we're in a fight that we're not used to. And so we really have to equip ourselves in a really different way. This is not about paying your taxes, raise an army, and let them go fight over there. We're in the fight. And so I think this change of behavior is a really welcome thing. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add? I hear you have a story for us. Oh, there's always a story, Heather, <laughs> in all of my life. So let me share one story. I've, I've uh, told this at, uh, uh, you'll get the joke later, identity management and okay. uh, course uh, at uh, conferences for identity management and things like that. So um, you know, I spent a lot of time at NSA in my last third of my career, kind of, I'll say, opening the mission up to, in partnership with the public. And please don't thank you for not laughing when the NSA guy talks about opening up and being with the public, but it was really true. And so I did, one of the big events for me was uh, invited to keynote at uh, uh, Black Hat and DEF CON in, I think it was 2008. And I had never gone to those events, right? The, the notorious hacker conferences, you know, the, the kids are hacking the keynote machines or whatever happens out there, all the mischief. So by invitation, I'll go out there to give a keynote at uh, Black Hat and DEF CON. So they're kind of a one-two event. Mm -hmm. Black Hat's a little more corporate, Caesar's Palace, a little more cleaned up, you know. Uh, uh, DEF CON, you know, it's all the kids, the piercings and all that kind of stuff. So I go out there, and I'm not sure what I'm going to see. And you know, th I'm, this might be the senior most NSA person invited to, uh, who's accepted an invitation to come out there to speak. So I get there a day early. You know, I'm registered. I go up to the, it's like the top floor of Caesars or whatever. Go up to get my badge. I remember getting the badge. 
And so I identify myself or I get the counter like we all do with these conferences and the, the young person looks up at me, oh, it's you. <laughs> so of course, I'm publicly identified as NSA you know, person. Yep, it's me, no problem. You know, all good, all good, welcome. So I leave, well, I'm a day early. It's the day when they have tutorials. And if you've ever been to Caesar's Palace, but it's long escalators, right? Every floor, like four, es- four uh, two up, two down, in parallel, all the way up. So I'm going down, it's pretty empty. It's tutorial day, people are in classes. And, um, uh, you know, I've got a map, I got my program, got my badge. I'll just go take a walk outside. It's 107 degrees, but I'll just go take a walk out. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been to Las Vegas. I'll go out and take a walk on the strip. Riding down the escalator, not many people. And there's a guy in front of me, like, I don't know, eight or 10 steps in front of me on the escalator. Obviously, he's here for the events, literally dressed in black, head to toe, roller bag. Don't think anything of it. I'm looking at my map. And out of the corner of my eye, I realize he he waved. But there was something awkward about the wave. This is kind of weird. And I look up, and I see the person, and he waves again. That's weird. Very stiff-looking wave. And then I watch with growing horror in my eyes. He starts falling forward, stiff as a board, lands on the escalator. Boom! 180 flips over. And he winds up on the bottom landing, on the aluminum landing at the bay. I'm just watching this, like, play out in slow motion. Oh, my gosh. And he's laying there at the bottom of the escalator and his head is like three or four steps up, right? The receding steps. And I just, you know, pure adrenaline, no thought involved, jump over him, grab him by the legs and pull him off the escalator and a big streak of blood comes off. Oh my God. And he's he's shaking violently. I get a hold of him. I'm down on my knees holding this guy. And I remember looking up the escalator. It's like, I don't see a human being anywhere. What in the world is going on? It's like surreal. And I realize, you know, he's now start choking, spitting, his eyeballs are rolled up in his head. Oh my God, he's having a seizure. And I look up, still like, and this lady in a suit comes running over. She's casino security. What's going on? I think this guy's having a seizure. I don't, I don't know. Hold on, I'm getting help. She dashes off. Oh my God. I look down, I look up. And there's three guys standing at my feet. Do you guys know what to do? This guy seems to be having a seizure. You know what they said? Oh yeah, we're we're emergency room nurses. We're having a conference right here on this floor. I mean, get down here and help this guy. No, you're doing fine. Just hold him. Don't let him hurt himself. Okay. So I'm holding him. You know, turned his head and all that stuff. And then chaos starts to break out. Real MTs are coming. Security people are coming. And you know, it's kind of like this crowd is all coming together. And uh, EMTs show up. And I let go of this guy. You know, I'm covered with blood. And one of the nurses, and he goes, hey, 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 man, you, you need to wash. You don't know where that dude has been. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like dazed. I am completely dazed. So I walk over the restroom, and, you know, I'm washing. Oh, my gosh, wow, what happened? You know, what? like I'm walking out. Now the place is jammed. There's, there's people everywhere. And I walk up back to the crowd, and the guy is now off the ground. And he, he's dazed, but, you know, he, he looks coherent. He's sitting in the mobility scooter. And I walk up, and there's an EMT right there, like nose to nose with this poor fella, looking at him. And I'm walking up from the side, and he's like nose to nose with this guy, and he's looking at him and going, Tony, Tony, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm walking up, naive as can be, and go, isn't it a small world? That guy's name is Tony, too. 
And I get closer, and I look at the EMT, and in his hand, he has my name badge, my conference badge. <laughs> and I walk up like, uh, uh, is that guy's name Tony? Because that's my conference badge. He goes, you're Tony Saker? Who's this guy? I don't know. He's some guy that fell down the escalator. I've never met him. Um, and, and now it's chaos. And literally at that moment, there was a lady named Nico Sell, who was the director of PR for Black Hat and DEF CON. She literally, we'd never set eyes on each other, right? The, everything was by email. She walks up, she goes, you're Tony Sager? I heard my 9 a.m. keynote had fallen down the escalator. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad you're okay. I said, yeah. And, and I've got a bunch of people that work for me, you know, they're running up, my, my friends from MITRE and industry. Are, are you okay? okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I, I didn't, it wasn't me. And one guy says, yeah, we heard the head of security for the NSA fell down the escalator. And so it was this like several days of this chaotic, you know, mixed identity, you know, mistaken identity problem that I'm kind of stuck with. So at least it gave me a, a joke for the next morning to open my talk with, which turned out to be, you know, pretty well received a, a keynote. But here, here's the, so I got, and I got mentioned in a couple of national publications, you know, a good Samaritan helped out, blah, blah, blah. But by the time I went from Black Hat, right, kind of cleaned up and corporate, hey, good Samaritan, by the time I got to DEF CON, the story became NSA guy threw one of our hacker brothers down the stairs. So I was like, you can't, you can't win in this business. So, and I wound up tracking down some of the characters, I'll, I'll share with you a little bit, that, that turned out the nurse was a legendary guy named Brad the Nurse, who was both involved with Black Hat, DEF CON, as well as a legit emergency room nurse kind of a person. So he was directing traffic for the rest of the week. So I would bump into him about every day at the top of the escalator, he's pointing people. And so we got to be, you know, at least conversational friends over the time. The following year, I wound up bringing him an, an NSA coffee mug. And, um, you know, as a gift for, you know, for his guidance during that critical time. He, he said to me at one point, he says, hey dude, if you're ever ready for a career change, you'd be a great emergency room nurse. You're pretty cool under fire. <laughs> I said, no, no thanks. I'm invested in this cyber stuff. I'm not giving it up. So I keep that story around, number because it's so wild. But also, it turns out it's a great talk for identity management conferences, right? right? I had a credential, but there was nothing binding that credential. To me, there was no photo on it. So I had just run down the escalator, jumped over the guy, dropped it without thinking about it. And now it became whoever had that badge was now me. Yeah. And sure enough, that's what happened. So even security professionals don't get this stuff right every time. For Cybercrime Magazine, I'm Heather Engel. Cybercrime Magazine's coverage of the 2023 Cyber Maryland Conference is brought to you by the Federal Business Council. To learn more about the conference, visit CyberMaryland.com.